Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Popcorn Bucket List, the podcast that keeps your movie bucket list up to date because those thousand movies to see before you die lists are just too daunting. I'm your host and resident gunslinging archaeologist, Gracie, and with me is Daryl, the Bill Murray to your Scarlett Johansson, and Sarah, a tiny fishy in the sea. <laughs> How are y'all doing? <laughs> Doing good. Great. Doing good. Yeah. Uh, Today we are getting all cozy. We're getting ready for the holidays. We even said, joked around saying this is our sweater episode or our PJ episode. So if you're listening, get your PJs on or put on your coziest sweater with coffee or your hot cocoa and your marshmallows. Throw some alcohol in there. I don't, you know, do whatever as long as you're above the drinking age, no underage drinking here in this podcast. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Because the holidays are upon us. And yes, I know this episode is coming out around Thanksgiving, but I am already full blown holiday Christmas spirit. And because Thanksgiving is a terrible holiday and we can get on that later, but that's my opinion. And you don't have to at me. Uh, With the holidays coming up, we'll be eating a lot of comfort foods, but today we're talking about the movies that leave us with the same warm, full, and fuzzy feeling. Comfort is defined as a state of, or the easing, or what? This is a terrible (laughs) sentence. Who wrote this? Oh, it's me. Uh, Comfort is the easing or alleviating of a person's feeling of grief and stress, which after a full year of craziness, that's exactly what we need. Um, You know, a little comforting. December is always like the comfort time. You're feeling nostalgic. You're getting all cozy, feeling like, you know, thankful, all that stuff, getting ready for the end of the year. Um, And what a good time to talk about our comfort films. Uh, Our comfort film is something we can, well, you know what? Pause. Let's talk about what we think comfort films are. Daryl, you want to go into comfort? Start talking, opening it up. (laughs) Yes. I'll just hog the whole first 10 minutes of the podcast. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Yeah. So I think that like uh, comfort films are movies that when you watch them, they make you feel obviously comfort, but they make you feel like safe, I guess. It feels like you can kind of like, they don't, they're not like super taxing. They, they're not really taxing on you emotionally. And if they, and if they make you emotional, it's like in a good way. It's like, ah, yes, this is, this is good. This is good. Put you in like a nice kind of mellow state. Or yeah, like it can be cathartic. Like my choice is kind of cathartic, honestly. So I, don't, I think that's kind of what comfort movies to me are. So it puts you in a mellow state that makes you think it's all going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, I think like comfort films for me feel familiar sometimes even after like the first watch. Like it just... It feels like somewhere like you want to stay in or somewhere where you want to be or just like a story that you want to like envelop yourself in because it just brings you all those warm fuzzies. Um, I kind of wrote that and this is going to sound scripted because I wrote it. So a comfort film is something we can turn on when we are having a bad day 
and we need an escape from all the world and the uncertainty in it. So with like the last two years, we don't need to harp on the pandemic, but you know, there's been a lot of call for comfort in your, you know, film watching. And I think that might've been, you know, how I handled the pandemic a lot was watching all my comfort films, maybe rewatching some old ones, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, cause we all have those movies that we want to turn on, uh, you know, after a bad day, or maybe a rainy day film, film. Oh God, that was a weird way to say film. Um, or like a movie that puts us to sleep when we're having a restless night. Um, and like Daryl said, even a movie that like makes you cry or feel all the feels, you know, it makes you feel better later, that kind of, you know, feeling. And I think it's an interesting topic because there's no bounds for what a comfort film is. You know, I Googled like, you know, top comfort films and there's 52 of them and they're all over the place like there's no rhyme or reason to that list you know or 25 feel good films because like what that could be something for anybody you know I'm reading a list here and it's got the rocketeer on it and I'm like what <laughs> you know like that's crazy and then I gotta look at Daryl's and I'm like no that I know or Sarah's <laughs> yeah no I'm looking at Sarah's and I'm like not me but like that's okay because I'm not Sarah and I'm not Daryl, you know, what makes them comfortable or comfortable. That's a weird way of putting it. <laughs> what brings comfort. comfort? Yeah. What brings you comforted. comfort or comforted or, you know, warm and fuzzy is not going to be what makes me feel warm and fuzzy. So um, I think we should dive into it, you know, talk about a couple of our favorites, you know, maybe we'll go into like the idea that we grow out of comfort films, maybe a little bit later, but um. Who wants to go first? Who wants to talk about their like their bad day comfort movie? Uh, I guess I can start. Uh, I guess like because actually to put it like to put it that way, like I think I have two. I have one specific film and I have one like kind of film that like works for me on a bad day, mm -hmm. and one of them is a uh, Lost in Translation, uh, which I know sounds like the wrong answer <laughs> because not judging you this is a safe space <laughs> i mean because if you've seen lost in translation you know it's basically about scarlett johansson in japan uh and she's with there for her husband but her husband is working and she's starting to feel like super super lonely because clearly there's like a disconnect between them they're just not relating the way that they should be uh and bill murray is also in japan he play he's playing like an old actor who his wife is, is stateside and he basically can't connect with her either because she just kind of doesn't really care in the same way. And so basically it's two couples who are like falling out of love with their respective partners and they kind of find each other and just have like a, not a romantic bond, but like a, just like a, a bond that they need to just survive. And it's one of those movies that's really kind of, it's really, it's really, it's funny, but it's also like really depressing at times. But that's kind of the reason why I like it because it makes me, because at the end of the movie, you kind of feel like, yeah, you'll be okay though. Like this can't last forever, but it's like, you will be okay. Like there's something about that that just is very, very comforting to me. That it takes you through that feeling of like, you know, it's like, why are things not really working out? It's like, it's kind of like a curve. It's like, just going down, down, down. Why are things not working out? Why do I just not feel right? Then you meet someone and you feel a little better, a little better, and you wish it could last forever, but you realize even when they're gone, you will be fine. Mm -hmm. So it's just, 
it makes me feel very again it's like it's depressing but it's kind of cathartic because it's nice to, to see oh other people feel that way too sometimes and they survive that so i think that that's like one of them the other kind of marvel movies so <laughs> a little more that's a little more straightforward drastically um, different <laughs> yeah i just marvel movies like not all of them but like I remember specifically, I was feeling like really depressed one day. Um, I think it was like while I was still in school and I was like, I, I just didn't know what to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go buy a couple of movies. So I went to Walmart and I bought uh, I bought Captain America, The Winter Soldier and um, Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> and I was just choice. like, I just didn't have them. So I was yeah. like, you know, this is before Disney Plus. And so I was like, well, I'm just gonna go buy these two because I don't have them. Um, and I think I watched Age of Ultron and I just felt so much better just because it was just nice to watch just heroes being heroes, I guess, just fighting robots and stuff. It's just, it's so dumb and it's so easy to ingest. It just feels good. And you watch Winter Soldier and it's just like, this is actually like a legitimately really, really good movie. <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> it's like, it's a really good movie. I like Age of Ultron, but like Winter Soldier is just like still like different level up here if you're listening my hand's going into the ceiling it's like up here in terms of marvel films um i feel you on the marvel film one i i i get a 30 minute lunch break at work and my job is a very like high caliber high stress i don't know how to explain it whatever but you know i throw on a marvel i'm doing a rewatch of marvel films so i like started on iron man i just finished iron man and now i'm on iron man too and yeah, you're right. It kind of is like, it's not something I have to think about like hardcore. It's not, mm. I'm just appreciating, you know, Robert Downey Jr. making terrible decisions and <laughs> remembering that Mickey Rourke is the bad guy in Iron Man too. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I forgot about that. Um, yeah, that's what I love yeah. about the early ones because like in the earlier films before like, uh, they basically became bef- a cinematic universe. Yeah, before like uh, like Endgame and all like the really really big big Marvel films, mm. basically everything before Civil War was like, here are just some movies we're making. We don't know if this is gonna work at all. So here's Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Tell me what you think. <laughs> and and uh, is it Sam? Sam Rockwell. Rockwell, yeah, is playing is... the best character who we never see again. Never so see good. again. I'm He's like, so what? I forgot he was in this movie. Um. But yeah, that Lost in Translation is an interesting one because that was a film I saw like a long time ago. Like, I don't know when, but I get it confused. And it's the, the name, I think. I get it confused with the Tom Hanks movie uh, where he's stuck in the airport, the terminal. Oh, the terminal. I watched yeah. it for the first time last week, actually. And it is nowhere near the same movie. They are not the same movie, but they both have like... I guess an older guy to younger woman. <laughs> I guess I don't know. And space. so when you wrote it, I was like, "That's a weird comfort movie." <laughs> it's funny though. It's a really good movie though. It's really yeah. funny. So I don't know. That's that's I I don't remember a lot about Lost in Translation, so I would have to go um, rewatch it. But yeah, that was one of those movies that I definitely saw and then like cataloged it away. <laughs> and never thought about it again <laughs> so i don't know i'll have to go rewatch it what about you sarah have you seen lost in translation i have but it has been so long that i don't really remember it like yeah it, it definitely deserves a rewatch i need to give it one i saw it for the first time like maybe four 
years ago. So mm -hmm. that's one reason why it's so fresh in my mind is I basically just saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the do no, the dog walked into your room. Yeah, he opened hey, your door. Hey, for for our audio listeners, Daryl's dog just walked into his room and oh, Daryl didn't even notice. Well, I have the headphones on. I can't hear. Now she's excited. Now she's losing oh, her mind. Here's the other dog. Here's Cody. Neither of these dogs are mine. These are my roommate's dogs. Oh my gosh. They're so excited. As you can tell, yeah, Bex has the zoomies. She's going crazy. And now Cody's just going to be, be a good boy. Just like sit here. And please don't knock down my sound stuff. Please don't. Cody. I know it's tempting. <laughs> this is Daryl's roommate. Puppy. Come on, Cody. Bye, puppies. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was the dogs. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, Sarah, do you want to talk about one of your like bad day comfort films? Yeah, um, I think like my number one just feel good, make me happy movie is Ponyo uh, by Hayao Miyazaki. It's if you haven't seen it, it's kind of based off of The Little Mermaid, but it's like a much younger girl and um, she meets like a boy and she like wants to be like on the land with him a lot like Little Mermaid, but like it's absolutely gorgeous. Like every frame of that movie is so beautiful. All of like the backgrounds are like hand done watercolor and like you can just really feel it when you watch it, I think, which is like one of the reasons I love it so much is I feel like you can just see the love and care that it went into it and like the colors are so beautiful and the story is just so adorable and like happy and sweet like it's it's very much a kids movie and the theme song which is what I was kind of making fun of in my intro there is um <laughs> it's obnoxiously childish but <laughs> that movie just like makes me smile and just warms me and I think I'm gonna just mention Fantastic Mr. Fox along with it for the same reason because I think it's a beautiful story but also just like I feel like the love and care that went into like making that movie can be seen while you're watching it like so vividly and that just like brings me great joy. I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. I I haven't seen Ponyo actually. Neither have I. Actually, that is that's one that like I think I just missed. I remember it being advertised a lot, and then just never. I think I went to a Jonas Brothers concert, <laughs> <laughs> and they were advertising. It was like one of those like repeating advertisements for before the concert, and and I kept going, "Why are they advertising this movie? Like <laughs> this has nothing to do with the Jonas Brothers." Come to find out, Sarah just let me know that the little Jonas guy, the the little one, um, Frankie, Frankie, thank you, was it was in it, and um, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So that <laughs> that question in the back of my mind that's been there since two thousand eight was definitely uh, answered for me. Um, <laughs> but Fantastic Mr. Fox, I love. I, I I don't know if I would call it a comfort film for me, but I, rem I that's a great movie. That, that one's just so clever and it's probably my favorite George Clooney performance. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big George Clooney fan, but like he's great in that film and and the acting is just so phenomenal. And then it's just beautiful. It's 
Oh, that one's a good one. Daryl, what about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched it all the way through in a while. I remember, I think I went on a couple, I went on a work trip like last year and it was on TV mm-hmm. and I watched like half of it. But I I do love that movie. It is really good. I haven't, well, like I said, I haven't watched it all the way through in a while. I want to watch it again because every time I watch it, I see something new because I just like, I remember the first time I saw it was like basically like right after it came out on like DVD or something. And like since then, I've only caught like glimpses of it. I'm just like, what is what is this movie? It's like I've seen this movie, but I I'm still like surprised that this exists. I don't know. Like Wes Anderson's such an interesting director when it comes to his animated stuff. Because like I've seen Isle of Dogs a number of times, so I remember it really well. But I feel like Isle of Dogs is a hard one for me to watch. I don't know. Oh, why. is it I really? Think, I think it's a concept of you know abandoned dogs and oh. I'm depressed and then, I, <laughs> and then i just get really upset <laughs> yeah i, I mean know. like fox is going in and just like stealing stuff is a little more a little more palatable <laughs> is fantastic mr fox is a book i didn't yeah i, I didn't realize it's, it's a royal doll book i didn't know that mm-hmm. i didn't know that either interesting that makes yeah. so much sense though that's why it's so weird <laughs> it was published in 1970 wow interesting that like changes the whole movie for me i feel like <laughs> it makes a lot more sense <laughs> i mean it definitely fits with anderson's mo mm-hmm. <laughs> just weird yeah. in 70s basically <laughs> um i guess i can go so i have like weird like i have very specific like i have rainy day comfort films i don't know if you guys have this but like and then i have like when i'm having a really bad day or i'm not feeling good comfort films um but like my bad day comfort film like when i'm just like not having it anymore and i'm like i just work was terrible everybody's making me mad just like i can't handle it um (laughs) i turn on the mummy with Brendan Fraser uh and I just watch that because it makes me happy and that film I think it's I love you know the feel-goodness of that movie I love the humor I love it has everything for me it has you know gunfights and you know history and great music and just witty dialogue and yeah the mummy is definitely like my like I just want to escape for a little bit and I always wanted to be an archaeologist so like that was definitely probably a contributing factor of why I love that film because it just gives me like little like oh this is what I want to do and I'm 27 years old and I still wish I was an archaeologist in Egypt you know finding mummies in the tomb um but yeah I Brendan Fraser's just a joy and I just love watching him and he has like a warm fuzzy spot in my heart um but yeah that's like my my really feel good the other one was Adam's Family the one that came out in 2019 <laughs> uh the the cartoon I really love that cartoon I don't know why it just makes me so happy and it's one of those films that I can watch over and over again and I'm like Russ is like, how many times can you watch this? And I'm like, I could watch it a hundred more times. I love that <laughs> film. But uh, yeah, that's my have a bad day. Really, just need a pick me up. That kind of thing. Um, but yeah, do you guys have rainy day movies? Is that like something, or am I weird? 
I don't really have rainy day movies. I feel like like when it's like storming. If, I, if I'm literally thinking like if it's a rainy day, typically I'll be like typically I read. I read when it's like raining. It's just Same. a it's, if I had to pick a movie, it'd probably be one of the Harry Potters, though. That's okay. a good one. Yeah, that would fit with Rainy Day to me. Interesting. Um, um yeah, I have a Rainy Day movie. Well, as far <laughs> as The Mummy goes, that's definitely one of my comfort films. I don't know if yeah. I put it like at the top, but like, my mom has been like into like Egyptian culture for so long. She loves all of them, and so I've seen The Mummy like probably dozens of times because of her and it does hold a very special place in my heart so it, it always like brings me a lot of joy when it's on um because of that because it makes me think of being young and like my mom's enjoyment of it so much Aww. um that and stargate which is <laughs> also egyptian but not very comforting um but yeah i watch those a lot what about you, you daryl i like the mummy i haven't watched it in a long time though i can't I only remember like specific scenes. I remember like, um, I remember his mouth opening really wide. Uh, yes, I remember that because I was like, that looks horrifying and awesome. And I remember him being like afraid of the cat and like flying out of the window. Like, yeah. Leaves. And the skeleton, when he turns like, he looks like a skeleton. I like that part. <laughs> yeah. for, for a 1999 movie, it's actually, it's really well done. It, it's still I mean, there are moments and times where you're like, ooh, that doesn't hold up CGI-wise. And, like, this is early, like, mm-hmm. early, like, computer, like, very early computer stuff. Yeah. But um, I would say probably the stuff that doesn't hold up anymore is the bugs, but that's okay. I'll let it slide. It still creeps me out when the bugs get under his skin. Ooh, I can't, I can't. Oh, yeah. It's not like the second one, though, where you have the rock as the scorpion king, and he just, like, looks, like, plastic, But it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great (laughs) um but yeah um so sarah for a rainy day you would put on harry potter and daryl kind of agree with you on that one i have a weird one if it's like storming and we live in louisiana so we get a lot of rainy tuesdays and a lot of storms on thursdays um like a lot like when i say every other week it's pretty much every other week um torrential downpour and i was so excited because i got to share this moment with daryl we (laughs) were under i think a tornado warning when we watched this movie and i was so happy because it just creates (laughs) the best ambiance for this movie and we watched it at work which says a lot (laughs) it was probably a slow day at work but um we watched twister and it's one of my favorite movies to put on during a rain like stormy weather and which is i don't know if that's morbid or not (laughs) but i mean it fits it's with the theme the theme is it's raining and terrible outside so let's watch a a storm film where people get (laughs) yanked into the sky love twister like i quote it constantly i'm always like you know making references and no one gets it at work um you know and i'm like always going like what is it a rabbit is good rabbit is wise like i'm always making little (laughs) comments like that people are like what are you talking about i'm like never mind don't worry about it but um that film to me is like the epitome of comfort because I love when for rain um maybe it's I don't know I think it's just one of those movies that I'm like oh I'm gonna get all snuggled in and get wrapped up in a tornado (laughs) (laughs) and and that's just I don't know that's a rainy day movie for me 
So, <laughs> but, uh, and I could probably talk about Twister a lot more, but I will withhold that. But I got to show Daryl <laughs> that during the storm and that made me so happy because it was the perfect ambiance because we it were was. like watching it with surround sound or something and it was storming outside. So it was like extra like, and we, we, we worked in a building that had a tin roof. So it was like, <laughs> and like making all the noises and it was just great. It was great. And it would like thunder roll. And I was like, is that in the movie or is that mm-hmm. so good? That movie is an interesting one because that came out in 95, I think. Yeah, 95, 96. And that's like some of like the original like CGI. Like that's computer graphics, like right when computer graphics were becoming computer graphics. Mm-hmm. Like some of those twister effects are a mix between, you know, stuff you could, you know, make with a computer and practical. And I think that's what makes that movie so great because it doesn't focus on the tornado at all, like always, like it's shots, parts of it, but it's mainly focused on people. And I love the ensemble cast of the whole thing. Um, it just makes me feel like family and I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to be is a storm a ride? Twister yes. used to be a ride. Yes, yeah, so it universal. is no longer a ride anymore. Mm. Um, uh, a podcast I listened to just covered it and I am very, I'm very upset that it is no longer a ride. It was um, a good ride though. Because I, I got on the ride, but I didn't watch the movie before. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's what but it I was one of those ride. like forty, like you you were in the room and like mm-hmm. you know a car comes in and like slams into a section of the you know Getting room. Rid of all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Jaws is gone. I know. Yeah, I, I never got really to good. go on Jaws. Oh, you never did. No, I I'm didn't. Sorry. I'm very depressed. I went on the mummy though. That was fun. <laughs> That's still there. And it's it is probably so one of the best rides. It's closing down for revamp, apparently, according oh, okay. to the last newsletter that I read. Newsletter. Um, one of those like ride. I'm I don't know, I like roller coasters. So I'm in like Facebook's about, you know, oh, okay. various roller coasters. Um, but uh yeah, uh that one's closing down next in January, and it they haven't given us a reopen date. So I'm nervous. So, but they said revamp. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna wait to go. <laughs> but You're add it, extra it held up. Fraser to it, I guess. <laughs> I just went on my honeymoon, and I was like, "We have to go to the Mummy." That was like <laughs> Harry Potter world. Yes, the Mummy, and I was so excited, so excited. That and ET. I went on the ET ride too, and I was so excited for that. That's one. a good one. That ET one is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very strange concept for a ride. Well, it's, it's, remember it's that e- part that like you don't really remember much about the well, other no. aliens. So it's <laughs> it's technically based on the book ET, like the second book. So they yeah. they released a book about it, and that's what that ride is. Yeah, it's like the sequel book, which is so weird because we yeah. had that in our elementary school, and I remember looking at it and being like, "What is this? Why what is, is this going exist? on?" Yeah, when I was like ten. I didn't understand why this was here. <laughs> And then I went on the ride, and I was like, oh my god, it's real now. This is horrifying. <laughs> it was the first ride I went on when I went there. And then I went on, like, the Harry Potter ride from, like, three years ago, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh my changed. god. <laughs> yes, yes. The rides are very, I mean, not that we're a roller coaster podcast, but they have, they're very interesting now. The the way, like, the newer rides, like, um, the new, not even, like, the three years ago Harry Potter ride. There's a ride that just came out, like, a year ago and it's so interesting because it's like 
4D mixed with LED screens. It's it's very it's very cool. I'm is that the Haggard motorbike sure. one? The Haggard motorbike one's really fun. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. I did it twice. Do not recommend it in the rain. Like if you're oh. in line, like if it's raining, don't go on it because it mm. hurts <laughs> <laughs> and ruins the rest of your day. <laughs> so don't wreck. I literally like as we were like boarding, it started pouring down rain and they normally stop it, but they were like, you're already on go. And it you're was so painful. <laughs> I mean, you got to wait for like six hours to get on those rides. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I guess right, we're going to make it worth your while by pulling yeah. you for actual <laughs> <laughs> um, But I digress. We are not a roller coaster or amusement park <laughs> um, podcast. Not yet. Um, not, not yet. <laughs> Sequel podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, do we want to talk about some other like, you know, situations that we need comfort movies i have nap movies i don't know about you guys but (laughs) i have movies that i definitely put on uh if i want to you know take a nap uh that's definitely beetlejuice for me (laughs) i don't know why but the music in the very beginning of the movie just puts me right to sleep Um, and also Pride and Prejudice, but that's like also like an uber comfort like feeling for me. Um, I think if I, the, as often as I talk to you, at least once a week when I talk to you, you're watching Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> it's a movie and a book because I it, it's all the movies. It doesn't matter which iteration, 95, 2005, the 1930s, I think. And I'm double checking on that. I think it's 1930s. It doesn't matter which one. I am always happy to watch 1940. Um, Mr. Darcy and Lizzie Bennett. Like I, I can put it on all the time. My husband hates it. If he comes home and it's on the TV. He's like, no, turn it off. <laughs> he's like, I'm done. I can't watch it anymore. And I'm like, but I'm so happy. <laughs> um, it's the same thing for me with the book though. Like I, I can read that no matter what situation I'm happy. I, I try and contain it to just a January reading. <laughs> like I try and only read it once in a year, be good about it. But uh, what are some other comfort films for you guys? I mean, maybe I'm weird and have situational comfort films, but that's me. Yeah, I don't really have situations. These kind of all are just, they all just bring me joy, I guess. All right, um, well, what's your next one? Uh, well, neither of you have seen it, but Big Fish, which is a Tim Burton movie. It's probably the least Tim Burton of all of his movies. But I love that movie so much. It's like, it's a guy who's trying to get to know his dad better. He knows he's dying. And so his dad's telling him like his life story, but it's like so fantastical and like out there. And like, it's like, there's no way any of this is true, but it's like kind of one of those stories where like, there's so much truth in his lies. So that's kind of the way that he had to tell it. And it's just a lovely movie. The cast is great and like the places it brings you to, like all of the scenes are just so cool and different. And like, it's like, I don't know, I would put it up with like, um, 
I just lost the name of one of the most well-known <laughs> movies of all time. Forrest Gump. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like in the way that it is like just kind of like such an interesting life journey like Forrest goes on and his is kind of like very it's like strange but still grounded this one is very fantastical but still like kind of a similar vibe I think but um yeah Big Fish is amazing I need to see it I'm sorry I have not watched it yet to be fair I listened to a podcast by uh the writer of Big Fish, John John August. So I've heard him talk a lot, and I tweeted a question to him once, and he answered my question. So there you go. I've nice. I've briefly spoken, but he does that on Twitter. He just ask he answers screenwriter questions if you ask him. Be like, yeah, here's your answer. Oh, <laughs> so, interesting. But I've never seen it. I've only heard him talk about <laughs> the movie occasionally. <laughs> he also wrote Aladdin. In case anybody's curious, the not the original Aladdin, <laughs> the new Aladdin. Oh interesting so, yes yeah, two very different films i guess i've never seen either of them so hmm. interesting hmm. <laughs> uh, well Dara, what's another i i i haven't seen it i love you and mcgregor and that's just a film i never got around to seeing i don't <laughs> I know why you. i don't know why i'm so delightful in it i it's i guess maybe when i was like discovering you and mcgregor as a you know teenage girl uh <laughs> it wasn't on like netflix so i guess i didn't get because like i remember watching um the men who stare at goats uh okay. with you mcgregor the beginners all those movies because they were on netflix so i got to like watch them because you know back in the day there wasn't a billion streaming services you could <laughs> choose from there was only netflix so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. So my backup for why. this slot was another Tim Burton, which was Edward Scissorhands, because I feel like that's his other very like more feel good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah. A creepy, Big less Fish violent. wanted out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot less violent than another one of my comfort movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What about you, Daryl? What's another one of your comfort films? Uh. I think I would say that one of them is, I'm looking at two of them right now, and I'm like, which one is more comfort movie for me? And I feel like How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey is like probably the one, because that's one I'll watch, that's one I, I watch every year if I can. Um, and I've seen it, I've just seen it so many times. <laughs> I remember, I remember like a specific, very specific memory of asking my mom to get me that movie for like, christmas or for my birthday and i was like no i was like no the real one because i i didn't know how to say live action because there was like the animated one i was like no the real the real one and i was <laughs> it took me a long time to understand how to articulate that but when i got it, i was very very excited and it's just like it's one of those movies i think of a lot <laughs> it's always on my mind like jim carrey is in green furry costume constantly <laughs> on my brain so I don't know. It just one that's one that always makes me feel good, just because it's so. It's I think that one's more nostalgic for me. It just reminds me of when I actually like enjoyed the holidays. <laughs> so, yeah, that definitely is it. And it's just amazing that Ron Howard was the guy who was like, "Yeah, I'll make that movie." <laughs> <laughs> that makes that makes sense for my career. 
But I mean, hey, I think it worked out fine. Oh, one hundred percent. People didn't like it at the time. So. Oh yeah, no, it is such a good movie. I remember, I'd like I'd seen it a few times, like when I was younger and like through the years. But I watched it like again, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, and I was just like. Like multiple times throughout the movie, I was like, "Man, I forgot how good this movie is. This movie is so good." <laughs> like I was laughing at like everything. It's so good. Yeah, it I, that's, <laughs> that's one that like I love to just like listen to. Like he's just so clever in that mm. film, and The Grinch was always one of my favorite like cartoons. Uh, growing up watching at Christmas, so like having a more, I don't know a longer version of it and with you know humor made it so much better for me i loved it and so quotable and so yes but what would i wear <laughs> that's it i'm, not, is, going. I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> so good it, 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 to me it just it's the epitome of a jim carrey movie like you know oh, he always... is comfort <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I love Bruce Almighty. That's another one of like his that just oh, makes me yeah. so happy. Um, but yeah, speaking of biblical movies, what a great transition! <laughs> one of my what <laughs> um, of my favorite uh, comfort movies, and um, I don't know, <laughs> um, but The Prince of Egypt. <laughs> is one of mine I I don't know it's just one of those films that I love to watch because it's gorgeous and I love the music and I I love everything about that film and it just it makes me feel warm and fuzzy for weird I don't know why I'm not religious and it's just one of those films that I think it's the the I think it's the animation and the voice work mm-hmm. in that film. It's just so well done. And it, it's, it's a, it's one of those movies that I can just put on and appreciate and just like listen to and be happy. You know, it's like a, the soundtrack is the same way. I people like I'll roll up to like work and I'm listening to like, you know, the plagues coming down and Ray <laughs> Fine singing about how he'll never have his brother again. And and, I, and I'm just like rocking out, you know, and, like, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, like bring down the flames on Egypt. <laughs> people are like, what are you listening to? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> Have any of you guys seen Prince of Egypt? I saw it with you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well then. (laughs) Awkward. We watched it at, I think, your old apartment. Me, you, Matt. Um, Yeah, I remember that. We watched that in, I think, House Bunny. (laughs) Yes, yes. But Matt Uh, had never seen it. I had (laughs) seen it when I was really young and I like remembered mm. watching it when I was young but I hadn't like seen it since and then um Matt had never seen it and he was blown away he's like he he loves those kinds of movies like his favorite Disney movies the Hunchback of Notre Dame because like, uh, the music yes. so oh, good the God. music yeah so he like he he loved it and I I love it too I mean it's great it's I think a lot of what makes that movie so beautiful is that soundtrack man there's mm-hmm. so much like passion behind it and it's only just amplified by that one uh it won an o- oscar didn't it for 
best soundtrack or best song, best original song Probably or something. Probably best original song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, I think. Wow. Mm. Like, <laughs> if that, if that doesn't tell you what year, what year it was. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, saw the movie, like, I've seen it exactly, I think, one time back when it basically came out because I never owned it on VHS and it wasn't one of the movies that we, like, stole from Blockbuster, basically, either. <laughs> But did I did have like go the... see the Ten Commandments. We did yes. go see Ten, did Commandments. See Ten Commandments. Well, it's based so, off of that. I've technically seen it more. It's than definitely once. based off the book and the Bible. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, read, the, read Commandments the, the anime was... before you read, yeah. <laughs> read the anime. Before you watch the anime. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you don't want to read the Bible, you got the... <laughs> or watch the four-hour movie. You could definitely watch Prince yeah, of that's... Egypt. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot faster than reading two pages of the Bible. <laughs> oh my god storybook version of prince of egypt but it was the storybook version based off of the movie version so it had like pictures from the movie and i read that that was like one of my favorite books as a kid but i only watched it like one time so i only vaguely remember images but like still images (laughs) nothing no animation i love it love it we're gonna watch it soon um yeah so do we have any other comfort films we kind of wanted to chat about real quick before i kind of ask another question that's basically it for me i think i could cover the ones that matter okay Sarah. also you threw out hunchback and Notre dame so i'm kind of like oh yes <laughs> yeah that one i kind of want to watch that now <laughs> yeah. what about you sarah i will i will honorable mention the princess bride because that's on there for me and I'll briefly touch on Ferris Bueller's Day Off because that's just like my friendship comfort movie Mm. like just mm. I feel like you need one of those and I think that used to be like Harry Potter or something Mm. like you know but yeah (gasps) Ferris Bueller is a good one I that's like one I can quote nonstop. like I can do the whole monologue I can you know yeah, I don't believe in any ism, you know, <laughs> monologue. I can do the whole thing. That was like my go-to when we were in theater. I could like throw that one out there real quick, you know. Um, but Ferris, like who didn't want to be Ferris Bueller growing up? <laughs> like every, and, and we all were a Cameron Fry. Like, <laughs> like I wanted to be Sloan. <laughs> of course you did. I definitely wanted to be Ferris Bueller. Uh, but yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I just you think said, the way uh, they go like above and beyond is just so heartwarming. Great when you said friendship movie, it immediately triggered something in my brain. I was like, oh, I actually have one more. And I'm only going to throw this out here because it's the newest movie on the list. It's Luca. I've oh, seen Luca, Luca. Like, I've seen it like three or four times since it, it came out. It was so good. I, I loved it. it. It's such a great, like, talk about friendship movies. It's like, yes. Yeah. This is perfect. This is just a perfect film about two little sea monsters just try to be friends and their <laughs> friendship gets tested because they get jealous of of stuff. It's just oh, oh, I love it. Cute. It makes me feel so good. It's like that yeah, one's a warm and that. fuzzy one. I like that one. Yeah. I tried to turn it on for my kids at school and they were like not having it. They're like, no. Oh. We're we're on Mulan right now. That's what we're watching. So 
same yeah. energy yes yeah same energy you know <laughs> we've watched it four times already this week no i'm kidding because uh, that would be ridiculous it's a monday we do school work on mondays no, <laughs> but you could watch mulan but we could mondays. watch mulan uh my honorable mentions would be while you were sleeping and a controversial one that sarah is yelling at me about it's as above so below um that's you do a you Yes, that's that. That's a comfort film. That's definitely actually a film I watch on planes. Don't ask me why. Uh, <laughs> don't at me. You really do have a comfort film for every occasion. I do. do. I do. Uh, yeah. Uh, White Christmas <laughs> is one that I like to watch when I'm feeling like I want to feel like family. That one's, you know, mine. Probably, I guess, friendship one. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, while you were sleeping also is a good one because I like Bill Pullman, Sandra Bullock. Um, you know, contra- I, 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 that one's weird and controversial because she definitely uh, takes advantage of a man falling into a coma and lies. Is that and what says, that's about? <laughs> yeah. So like she's like in love with this man that she sees every day. She's like a toll booth person. And no, um, she like takes tickets for the train and okay. she's like in love with this man she's never spoken to he's only ever said like have a good day to her and he falls onto the train platform and hits his head and she saves him from being hit by a train and because she gets like all wrapped up into it you know she takes him she gets him to the hospital and she like casually says like we were gonna get married or something like that you know under her breath and because of like you know she couldn't follow them but now that she someone hears her and thinks that they're engaged and then the family gets involved and it's like (laughs) super cute and like definitely don't know if it could be made today um just I don't know it's a weird one because yeah and then she falls in (laughs) love with his brother spoiler but it's been out since 1995 so it sounds Uh, like Wonder Woman 1984 (laughs) it's like the same plot basically (laughs) it's like we're together now strange man who looks now like my my lover from 30 years ago <laughs> so cool same i love movie. it Good. yeah same movie definitely same movie uh but what about like films that like once were comfort films and now they're not really anymore i can name up a couple but i'd love to hear your guys' first hmm. i'll Carol. let sarah go first on this oh. one actually okay um I would say, I don't know how specific I can really be, but a lot of Disney, like, doesn't bring me the same, like, oh, I got to watch that 500 times as it used to, Um, like the classics and stuff. But that's kind of what, like, I gravitated towards when I was younger. Like, I had the whole collection on VHS and, like, I'd lay them out on my floor and put them in alphabetical (laughs) order. Um nerd that, yeah. <laughs> what I, a nerd I've always been <laughs> that and like I feel like I used to really really love dumb comedies like the worst comedies like those were like my junior high high school thing like and some of them are still great like pick a destiny amazing it's ridiculous but amazing but also like bench warmers grandma's boy <laughs> like those kinds of movies i love it 
Yeah, um, I have like Jaws used to be a comfort film for me, but but now that I've gotten older, I think it's just because it's now my favorite film of all time that it has lost that comfort appeal to me. I don't know, maybe I've just seen it like it's not just something I put on anymore. Um, in college, I was really big into Pitch Perfect, and that's like, mm. but the the original, the, not the one I was in. Um, or my husband were in casual um, drops, not the one I was casual in. drop. You know, my <laughs> husband has a clear shot with Anna Kendrick. Just saying, so he's like almost famous, <laughs> and I stand behind the main character in one moment. Um, but they shot it at LSU. For anybody listening, they shot Pitch Perfect two and three, I think, in at LSU. So when we were in college, like that's what we did on weekends was to. To shoot movies um as extras and so pitch perfect was one of them um but yeah the first one just used to make me laugh i don't maybe it's because it came out and she's supposed to be a freshman and i was a freshman so i like identified with the character i don't know um that one moulin rouge was a big one that i used to be into um and you've got mail that one's another big one that was one i would put on when i was like really upset you've got mail is like a warm and fuzzy film to me, like Meg Ryan, you know, talking about bouquets of pencils and I don't know. <laughs> like Meg Ryan stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, the normal Meg Ryan stuff. That one definitely used to, it's not so much, I think Sleepless in Seattle will be my next, now my comfort Meg Ryan movie. Um, but yeah. <laughs> what about you, Daryl? I think I would say that like every Star Wars movie like I love Star Wars. It's my favorite thing in the world, basically. As you can, if you're watching the video, you see my Clone <laughs> Wars shirt with Ahsoka and the clones who would eventually, you know, betray her. Anyway, um, yes, Star Wars movies. Just because, like, I've seen them so many times, but I get invested every time. So it's less comfort and more like. I have to sit here and watch this. What am I going to see this time? Like, what random thing that George Lucas put in the background of Revenge of the Sith that I missed <laughs> that I need to catch on this time? <laughs> That's, like, a fun one to watch with other people, too. Because, like, you it and is. I were re-watching it, and we, we stopped, I think, in Solo, we, which we should get back on. Uh, sure. But watching the prequels with you was so much fun <laughs> like it's just it's one of those like you can just rag on and I think we talk about movies a lot that like they're just great to like just shoot the shit with yeah. friends and just be like what was he doing <laughs> exactly and it's like I love those movies but also like these movies do not work but also I love these movies they're so dumb at times and it's great <laughs> it's just wonderful but they're not really comfort movies anymore mm -hmm. Especially since Twilight. Now, now I can't think. Oh, Twilight. Yeah, Twilight yeah. definitely. It probably was a comfort film. But like, with I Harry Potter, never watch it alone. Mm, yeah, like Twilight to Twilight together with a friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter number so five, number five, and number three are like my comfort films, which is interesting because I hated five growing up. Like that was like my least favorite, but now it's probably like i'm like yes bring down the government's control of our schooling <laughs> <sighs> um, but then also like remus lupin and sirius black are my favorites so so th you know, yeah, three, three is five yeah three one. and five yeah. makes sense i guess <laughs> i don't know um, three is still yeah. my favorite do we have anything three three is 
the best one out of all of them. Yeah. It like is. if we're gonna get into controversial opinion, three is it's the not only even controversial, one honestly. No, it's the only <laughs> it's good like... one. Did you see Chris Columbus wants to make the Cursed Child? I heard that. Yeah. With I'm the like... original trio, which I don't think they'll ever do. I don't think so. so. I think they're done. I think they're ready to stop thinking about Harry Potter. For they don't want to be any more Harry Potter. No, they're done. Yeah. I don't want any more Harry Potter, honestly. It's like, y'all have done too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. The new, uh, they they dropped like a poster for, what is it? Crimes of Grindelwald or the whatever the next one oh, is. Oh, yeah. The Fantastic third and the five movies. movie series. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm i not. Yeah, because they've recast uh oh Matt listen if, if we yeah. start talking about these we're gonna go from comfort oh, to pure you know that's right we just, say, we just <laughs> but, this. okay we just okay okay, okay. Uh, we'll pause one. maybe we'll talk about it next uh, but uh because i think we all have opinions on those films i think um, we can all specifically talk about that last one. <laughs> 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 um yeah y'all got i mean what have you guys seen lately like i i know We've, we haven't really kind of talked about like movies that we're watching. Um, I just did a huge recap on Daniel Craig's James Bond, um, which I'd love to do an episode about one day um, because I know Sarah is not as big of a James Bond, fit, you know, aficionado as I would say I am. But uh, yeah, what are you guys watching right now? I saw the the french dispatch and i'd have to put it in my top three for wes anderson it was oh wow it was so good like it's very different and it's basically like you're watching three short films okay um but like it was it was so brilliant like i mean you probably have to watch it five or six times to catch everything because there's there's so much going on and like most of it is in black and white but like the payoff when it switches to color is so amazing it's like worth the wait it's just it was so clever and so brilliant and so beautiful and Tilda Swinton probably has the best like of her life that's the best character she's ever done it's so funny I laughed more in that Wes Anderson movie than I've laughed in most Wes Anderson wow it was so funny okay (laughs) it was great all right i'll have to go check that out yeah (laughs) Uh, i watched uh no time to die that was why i was doing my daniel craig recap and i'm not gonna lie guys i cried like a baby i was (laughs) a mess and i you know what i'll leave it at that because freaking love james bond and i love daniel craig's james bond and you know it's i'm just nope i'm not going into it We'll, we'll save it for our Daniel Craig James Bond episode that we'll eventually make Sarah do and Daryl do because I don't know if you're as big of a James Bond fan as I am. But oh yeah, I am. we're each I've, gonna pick one. No, 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 no. Twenty six no, movies. We, we gotta pick three. Oh, we, each. No, <laughs> from what each, we're doing from each Bond. No, we're talking about. We're gonna separate it out by the Bond. We're gonna do a Sean Connery episode. We're gonna do a you know Pierce Brosnan, and I hate Pierce Brosnan's Bond. You hate Pierce Brosnan. Literally the worst James Bond is to Pierce Brosnan. That's and it. then awesome. after wow. we do that, we're gonna do an Austin Powers episode. That's fine. We can do it. That's fine. That. I've only seen the first one, so I, I have never seen two. an Austin Powers movie. What? Really? Yes. My dad was obsessed. I've seen all three. Of I know. Them I know so the like the that thing, but Dr. that's about Evil. it. Yeah, I know that's, that part. <laughs> that's my shitty comedies 
like okay. comfort <laughs> movies is probably because of my dad he just loves that kind of humor but okay. man Austin Powers <laughs> but yeah I think I think we need to do a deep dive I think we're due for one we haven't done a deep dive in a while so I'm, I'm feeling that maybe like because I could talk about Sean Connery for hours I can talk about Daniel Craig for hours um even a timothy dalton i could throw a timothy I dalton timothy in there dalton. that's a classic i and you know even lazenby has some fun ones but you know but what it's, it's like a one good one movies. it's one of the best one ones of so, um like, we can like throw all the like know. one-offs you know in there you know we can do that oh, but, never say never again and all that yeah. kind of jazz yeah and like i didn't know i was even talking about like me and my husband were talking about like best bond themes okay this is not i digress daryl what have you been watching lately (laughs) oh like in the past week i've watched basically nothing but the most (laughs) recent movie i watched that thought was i'll just bring up because it's new was eternals oh that's uh, why i watched black widow so i could go see eternals you don't need to see black widows to watch eternals believe me my husband put his foot down okay well (laughs) he said we're not putting it off anymore well, I watched it and I was like, oh, okay, this does not deserve the hate it's getting. But also I was like, it's not a great movie. It's not a I bad movie. I expecting just, it to be a the great. Pa- the pacing is just weird for me. I think well, the pacing well. is really strange. But it has like, I don't know, it has like characters I really, really like. But mm-hmm. also as characters, I'm like, you're so powerful. What do you mean you're not allowed to interfere? You That's literally what makes me mad minds. is the concept <laughs> of the movie just makes me angry. I'm like, no, this is a retcon. You can't retcon and be like, oh, we can't. It's like, it's a very Star Trekky thing for well, them to it's, do. Well, it's from the comics, so it makes it does make sense. And when you watch, you'll be like, oh, okay, that that works. I you guess. can't interfere when the whole planet gets eradicated. Like, no, it's, no, it's just no. because of like it's their mission. They're literally like. No, that you, when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, okay. that's the reason why they did okay. that. But if you say so, yeah, it's it's an it's an interesting movie. The philosophically, it's like a fascinating film. I love okay. it philosophically because they ask like those questions. You're like, Marvel's not supposed to ask that kind of a question. Mm-hmm. But okay. okay. Also, it has the first MCU sex scene, which oh, yeah, I wasn't a fan. It made me very uncomfortable because I was like, I did not expect to see this in a marvel film Interesting. it has been the last time we saw anything close to a sex scene was tony jumping in bed of a girl in iron man one. Oh like, yeah you're like right like a split second and i was just like oh this is you I, don't get any weird. like sex scenes in like thor and there's no like innuendos or anything i mean there no? might be innuendos but there's definitely not like a scene where two people just don't have clothes on <laughs> oh i guess yeah you're right except like the hulk on accident like Bruce Banner's mm-hmm. like, oh, my clothes are gone because yeah. I turned into a monster. But there's a lot of trailers coming out. She Hulk, the TV show, Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a really behind, I think. Uh, no, I'm actually caught up now, except for Eternals. I've caught up with all. I've watched all What If. I watched Black Widow finally, um, which I w- was surprised I enjoyed because Sarah wrote it off very terribly for me, I think. No, maybe it was Sarah's husband. I don't know. Someone told me it was terrible and not to watch it. And, I loved it. I thought it was great. And, but Florence Pugh <laughs> oh, made that movie. It. it was somebody yeah. else. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't love it. Maybe that was, you just, just said you didn't really love it. I don't care about Black Widow that much. Yeah, that was my thing is I didn't care. Like I was mad because they could have done a lot more with Black Widow throughout the entire series and we never got mm-hmm. it. So I just felt like I hated her because 
well, it's probably just I don't like Scarlett Johansson, and yeah, I didn't and, like her until Infinity War, and yeah, and then she died. Yeah, and, and that's like died. the thing I think I hated about Black Widow was like, why would you write this movie, and then you're like, oh, and four years later she dies for no. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> don't get me started on death. infinity war no it was a good death no i mean clint should have gone but clint also had to do his TV kill show. off the sorry. morally ambiguous character like it i'm sorry than... bye daughter yeah <laughs> goodbye Gamora. and also they're both morally ambiguous they be I murdering g- people i guess i guess but like they start off infinity war with or in game with him being in a like a terrible person i don't know i guess they're both in big whatever whatever Florence Pugh made the movie and david harbour i love and yeah yeah they were great those two were great but whatever so y'all have anything else y'all want to talk about we definitely <laughs> need to do a marvel we need to do a james bond series we need to do a marvel series we're y'all are just seeing the behind the scenes stuff and I don't know if Sarah will cut it out. She probably won't, but this is all the stuff we talk about when we end the recording. Uh, Yeah. But I think that's all we have to talk about today. I hope we, do we have any bucket list movies that we want to throw on our movie bucket list? What what would we say? That is definitely our main point of our podcast. I would say out of mine, the mummy, Prince of Egypt, and I mean, all I feel like all mine should be on a bucket list, but <laughs> out of, I would say The Mummy, Pride of Prejudice, every version of it. Um, I'm going to put the 95 one. That fine, on, fine. The 95 on the letterbox list. Colin Firth's <laughs> Pride and Prejudice is my favorite. Um, Twister is a definite. Prince of Egypt, yes. And I'm going to keep it for comfort films. For the ultimate comfort bills because i think as above so below should be on your list but not for comfort films because that's me but yeah hmm. uh, prince of egypt yeah those are my bucket lists i would definitely put on lost in translation <laughs> just because in general you should again it's weird to say it's a comfort movie maybe you'll feel the same way if you do let me know nobody will let me know i'm sure but anyway put it on your list <laughs> um and also, just some of the ones I talked about, um, and how the Grinch still curses. So come on, come on, you're missing on. out on one of come Jim on. Carrey's like best performances ever, just as a big green monster. What do you you tell me? You haven't watched that? <laughs> go go check it out. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Do you have any bucket list movies? Actually, you have probably have the most out of all of us. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say Ponyo for sure. Uh, I can promise upon first watch that it will bring you such joy. It's adorable and you just want to pinch your little fish cheeks and it's the best thing. Um, Big Fish is gorgeous and happy and lovely and such a great family film. And then The Princess Bride and Ferris Bueller, if you haven't seen them yet, shame on you. (laughs) They are classics. And Princess Bride is by everyone. Yeah. It is literally the perfect film. And I think. I was reading like an article about it. Like it could have gone terribly wrong, but everybody loved that film so much that it is mm-hmm. the perfect film. So yeah. definitely agree. Maybe we should talk about The Princess Bride one day, like more in depth than, mm-hmm. you know. It's yeah. great. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a and Ferris Bueller. Oh, that's another one. What a great character. He could have been terrible. Like he is he a terrible. He is te- like if you look, he is legitimately terrible from an adult perspective. <laughs> I mean, he's like Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. He's a Zach terrible. Zach Morris human being. is trash. I love those videos. <laughs> I love those videos where like Zach is terrible. <laughs> Uh, but yeah Ferris Bueller could have gone that way and he still I mean like where Zach Morris is definitely like in retrospect is terrible Ferris Bueller is still pretty pretty solid of a good character you still want to be him yeah I, st- I still want to be you yeah. know Ferris Bueller I don't think anybody wants to be Zach Morris anymore <laughs> only sociopaths want to be Zach Morris <laughs> Uh, but I think that's all the time we have for today. Not that it, you know, we are on a time slot, but we try and cap these at a pretty good uh, time length. Um, my name is Gracie, and you can find me at Gracie May with a Y and three E's uh, anywhere you see fit. Um, please engage with me on Twitter. I love to get into you know Twitter arguments and conversations, and you know debates uh if you will uh daryl where can we find you uh you can find me at darth daryl on twitter that's darth as in vader mall sidious take your pick and uh daryl d-a-r-r-e-l-l two r's two l's yes sarah what about you (laughs) i am snotty underscore person on twitter and snotty dot person on instagram and both of those are snotty with an i-e instead of a y (laughs) and check us out for the latest movie uh news which we are terrible about posting and i will get better i know i say it (laughs) everyone but we will get better about movie news sarah is definitely the person who runs our instagram and twitter the most and she is definitely the best at it and both daryl and i are terrible at contributing (laughs) you're kind of throwing me under the bus no 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 i am terrible sarah is good you're doing the good thing she does all the great pubbing i'm the only one doing anything i'm just not doing much (laughs) (laughs) oh man i feel bad now (laughs) Maybe it's I feel bad that I'm not contributing, <laughs> but uh, we do great. We just ran a contest. Maybe we'll do another one. Um, and thanks for all those who entered for that. Um, but yeah, check us out at, at the popcorn bucket list on Instagram and at TPB underscore podcast on Twitter, or just find us use the search bar you guys. Like it takes two seconds. Uh, the, and tune into our YouTube channel if you want to see our beautiful faces. Uh, we'll be uploading our video version podcast most likely on uh, uh, on Fridays after Fridays. this podcast airs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, I look forward to seeing you guys next week round. I think we'll see you guys after Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, see you guys later. Bye. Farewell. Bye. Farewell. Very fancy. Thank you.